John. What? Red 7. I don't know what Red 7 means. Hot route. I don't. W- what is hot route? Will you just go stand on the other side, please? Down. Come on. Ready. Down. Set. Hut. 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 Hit me. Booyah. That's what we call a sack lunch. Nom, 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 nom. It's time for the Soonerscoop.com postgame show presented by Eskridge Lexus in Oklahoma City. Eskridge Lexus is the official travel partner of Soonerscoop.com podcasts. Now, here's your road crew, Carrie, Eddie, and Bob, wrapping up all the action and reaction from this week's game. All right, and welcome. It is... The, I'm going to say it, the Eskridge Lexus postgame podcast. That's right, Eskridge Lexus. Good. Is back in the fold. Ed Eskridge, uh, he was a little upset that we didn't include him in the first podcast. So he was busy. I was busy. Well, great. They're 0-1 when uh, Eskridge is. Uh, Ed said, <laughs> I don't know if I want to be affiliated with this crap, with this shit. Uh, our standards are much higher. But uh, that was like the, the uh, hell? that was Go like ahead. the that was the Honda of performances. Well, today. Eskridge has a Honda dealership. Oh, they I do? don't think they appreciate. All right, well then take that out. Take that out. Uh, that was the like Kia. The, yes, that was like the Kia of uh, performances. Since you by drive Oklahoma a Hyundai, we'll yeah, see. sure. <laughs> I don't care. Whatever. Uh, I this is not a drunken podcast, unfortunately, because uh, I'm on a diet and I'm not drinking. Well, I've had. Five tall boys, so we're ready to roll. Um, and I've tweeted out when Tech was up by uh, 15 oh with three minutes left that uh, I, I, I had a great tweet, and then uh, Texas comes back and uh, ties it up, and they're headed to overtime in Lubbock. So uh, this game will be, or this podcast will be uh, predicated upon how that game ends, how many more of these tall boys I have, and... Uh, I think there's only one more, isn't there? No, I bought an eight pack. <laughs> and just how in depth we want to get from the shit show that was uh, the Oklahoma Kansas State. Oh game. my god, it was awful. Um, it ranks up there since Bob Stoops took over as one of the worst losses in modern OU football. I mean, it, at least they didn't give up 623 yards like LSU did today. At least they regular didn't do season. that. Regular season, I should. One caveat there. Re- worst regular season. I mean, there are only a few. There's Iowa State at home a few years. What was that, 2015? I want to say. No, because they lost to... Anyway, they lost to... it. I don't know. Uh, whenever they lost to Iowa State at home, Baker was the 2017, right? 2017, I believe that's right. Uh, that was, But that was a game where they were up big... They let him back in the game, uh, and it wasn't like they were just, I mean, like, they were up big, but, you know, they, they kind of, they made some stops on defense. They were okay on offense. Iowa State was pretty decent defensively, uh, and they just kind of slowly crept back in the game. Today, I'd have to compare it more in shock value to the 2011 loss to Texas Tech. No doubt. At home. When they Which, came out and warmed up, and then the storms came, and then they went back, and we had like a two-hour rain delay, and they came back out. They never even warmed up again. They just started playing, and it was Seth Dagey was the quarterback. Yep. Uh, and it was just 
they got beat, and it was just ugly, and it was unexpected. But, you know, Kansas State's come in and shocked this team before. So maybe it's more like the, uh, oh, God, the, remember the guy that called in, that ended Bob Stoops' call-in show? Where were you? We drove in. Where? Why didn't you we show up? We showed up. Why didn't you show up? I mean, up? I feel like they did show up, though. You're up 21 with two and a half minutes left in the third quarter. The defense did not show up after half. Good stat from uh, ESPN Stats and Info entering today. Teams are 1 and 545 when trailing by 21 points versus AP top 25 or top five teams since 2004. And of course, that number goes to 2 and 545 today. I just, I believe this. Go, you uh, said something to us about uh, the fans really needing to show up for the Kansas State game. And I'm in a club that's been around since the 70s. I'm the oldest remaining member. We, we've been bringing, well, 1.3 buses, but uh, this year we're down to just one. But a busload of uh, fans over. We were joined by about 80,000 more of them, and they were, I thought, pretty loud, especially when Kansas State would have the ball. Uh, and I was just wondering, since we showed up, wondering uh, what you thought about Fan participation as opposed to player, player participation. participation. What do you mean by that? <laughs> Look, I, mean, I, I love Toby I too. I, I love how Toby's just sitting there like, oh God, well. I know it's coming. I, I think I thought you fans were fabulous. <laughs> and I'm, I'm proud of my players, whether you are or not. I no, thought I'm my proud. players played hard. I, I thought they played hard the entire night. They made some mistakes. So be it. And if you. I'm, I'm, I'm a Sooner fan no matter what. Well, what did, what did you mean by player participation? <laughs> Mainly, I was referring to that I thought our fans were pretty loud most of the time. I, I okay, good that. point. I agree with you totally. Now, I didn't understand your part about you threw in the players there, and I, I thought our players smiling. played hard. <laughs> and I'll always back them on that. Okay, and I sure did the other night. Whether you appreciate it or not, they did. I'm sorry they made some mistakes. Thank you, Dwayne. We appreciate. <laughs> Thank you, Dwayne. <laughs> Thank you, Dwayne. So good. And that will end the call-in portion of the Bob Stoop show forever, and the Lincoln Riley and whoever moving forward. So I don't know about you, Carrie, but it just seemed like it was one of those things that too that in the third quarter I got a text message from somebody and it's like, I've seen this before. It feels like they're going to lose, and well, sure they enough, they did everything that you could possibly do to lose that game, like. You could not have scripted it any I better. Think the, to like, was the fake punt the like? That's when the sirens went off for me. It was like, oh the, shit, the punt block. Or yeah, yeah. Did I say fake punt? Yeah, they should have. You have been it. drinking. They should have faked it. Yeah, if they would have. If they would have faked it, they wouldn't have gotten fucking blocked. <laughs> uh, no, but like that was the point. It was like the alarm bells went off and is okay. They're in a bad position right now. Yeah, I mean, look, they it. I would say that like there's some games like that Iowa State game where it never felt like they were comfortably in the lead, but this was a game where they were one or two plays away from just blowing it open. Sure, and just and it seemed like every time they got to that point, Kansas State spirit. Every time they got to that point, it was a penalty or something that put them behind the chains offensively or a big play defensively. I mean, how many how many plays did they give up over 50 yards today? I know for a fact that they they gave up ten first downs, 
Let's see. Uh, and seven of them went, or five De- of them went for a touchdown. Deuce Vaughn had a 77-yard uh, receiving play. Um, he had a 38-yard rush in the game. Uh, they gave up a 39-yard pass. They gave up a 78-yard pass. That was the one to Keon Mosey, where Brian Mead just forgot that you know a guy ran past him. I mean, and I was know just that down the field 50 yards. There's going to be a lot of people that look at Brian Mead and say, you know, that was the changing of momentum. And I mean, in a way, probably probably right, right? I mean, that was those those quick strikes by Kansas State it seemed like took whatever energy there was in the stadium, which wasn't a whole lot. I mean, it's 11 a.m. and there's 15,000 people there, but it just, those were the types of plays that it seemed like gave Kansas State confidence, and then all of a sudden... And it also sucked the juice out of Spencer Rattler, it seemed. It did. It was like he was, it was almost like, you know, it wasn't, okay, they scored, let's go out and score again. It felt like that at the beginning of the second half, but eventually you felt like the weight of the world was on his shoulders. Like, oh, crap, I don't know if we can keep up with these guys anymore. Sure. And he got happy feet, and he started leaving the pocket early. Uh, and, I mean, OU's offensive line, look, they weren't great. Um, you know, I, there was a part of the game where when Creed Humphrey got hurt and left, and uh, they, they got stuffed on a fourth and one. But you mentioned penalties. And I think a lot of people would be shocked to know Actually, Kansas State had 13 penalties yeah. to OU's 10. Yeah. It just, it just so happened that every time OU got a penalty, yeah. it killed it was a first down or a big play that they really needed. Every time it seemed like that Oklahoma had a big play that kind of maybe turned momentum back their way, it seemed like there was a penalty and, and something would be coming back. And, uh, you know, obviously I th- the biggest one was probably the holding call that brought the Spencer Rattler scramble back up the middle yeah. there. Uh, it seemed like he had that all day. I know there's a lot of people tweeting uh, me about that, but it just seemed like, I don't know. It was just... But you held them to like 98 yards in the first half. Yeah. And then you come out in the second half. Defensively in the half, second half, they were terrible. It was just... And it was just whatever we wanted, we're going to get. And that's what I didn't understand. It was like, it just... I don't know where things went wrong. I, I really don't. And it was, whether it be turnovers, but... If you turn the ball over four times, you get a punt blocked. Like the Seth McGowan, that was a great hit. Yeah, that, I mean, but the fumble was that fumble killer. was just it was. I think if you want to look at the uh, if you don't want to look at the punt block, look at the Seth McGowan fumble. That was probably the 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 one play that really got Kansas State back into the game. And they're just I I don't know I don't know if they're just not good enough to uh, get over something like that or what. I think the game just ended. Wow. I think Texas just won in overtime. It's a good time to promote Horns Up for Peace. There were some uh, non-peace moments today between the staff and uh, the Orange Bloods ghost. Oh, they, that was good. That was good. We love you, Catch. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, here's part of the thing, too. Is look, Lincoln Riley came in, took his lumps... Alex Grinch did what Mike Stoops always did, which you hate to say. He took blame for everything, said they have to be better. You can only say that so many times as a defensive coordinator at Oklahoma. You can only say, yeah, we keep giving up big plays, and I understand it, but we've got to do better. I just don't understand how they got so turned around at some at one point. Like, 
Skylar Thompson owns Oklahoma. I, th- I think that's yeah. the only way you can say it. Skylar he Thompson really owns Oklahoma secondary. There were guys running just wide open. And I think, in a way, that was almost kind of shocking because for the better part of last year, you didn't see that. But this is, uh, to me, this is a, okay, it's time to look ourselves in the mirror moment for Lincoln Riley. You have a team now. You have a new defensive coordinator that did a good job last year. But early in the season, you've already reverted back to all the things that everyone hated about your defense. And it looked terrible. And you got gashed. And also, your team seems very undisciplined. Especially your offensive line. What is going on with the discipline issues on this team to where they are killing all of your big plays? It's a very undisciplined football team. There's just no other way to say it. It is. And it's all on Lincoln Riley's shoulders. And... I mean, in a in a in a just a really kind of messed up way. A lot of it had to do with the offensive line, right? I mean, how many times did they have a holding call today, and especially in the second half? Marquise Hayes had a bunch. I just don't get it. I really don't get it. I don't get it. How in as far as running the ball, like these guys have played together. I mean. I know other you're, than the ends where uh, they're really other than the struggling ends, which, to find a combination there. But Marquise Hayes, Tyrese Robinson, Creed Humphrey, who is clearly not 100% and yeah. struggling. So does it go all the way back to... Uh, does it go all the way back to, like, beat him Did you just lie? Did he lie to us? I mean, he was talking about how great they were going to be. Well, I mean, they here's can't the run thing. the ball. They here's can't the run thing. the ball. Does it is it have more to do with a bad run? I mean, not a bad running back, but I mean, Seth McGowan's the best running back they have down there. Yeah, and it was weird today because at times TJ Pledger looked like two different backs. Sometimes he seems kind of slow and timid. Other times he's explosive and powerful. And it's like I can't understand when he came when the game first started. He seemed slow and timid. And then Seth McGowan did some stuff, and he came back out, and he looked like he turned it on. He looked like a completely different back. I mean, I was in the game thread, and everybody was saying the same thing. They were like, wow, I didn't know. I like that TJ Pledger. Like, that's that's a TJ Pledger good. I can get behind. He looked better catching the ball than he did running the ball, didn't he? But he wasn't always that super explosive guy. It was just weird. Texas officially wins. Okay, they... That game wasn't over until I didn't see the last play. Yeah, they they came back and uh, overruled. Game, the, yeah, they gave the ball back. But I mean, there's there's so many problems with this team right now, and I wonder how a team either you either have to recover from this mentally, mm-hmm. or it becomes who you are. I like, th- is this who Spencer Rattler is? Is this who your defense is? It's it's gut check because you got Iowa sure. State and Texas coming up. Oh, I mean, I I joked with you when I walked in, but next time you go to the Oklahoma uh, down to Norman for a game, they could they could be one and three. I'm not saying they're going to be. Well, they don't come back to like November seventh. Shit, they might be one and seven then. By then, <laughs> shit. The thing I would worry about with 
you know, which way this season goes. And, you know, certainly Creed, certainly Patrick Fields, those guys are leaders on this team, but they don't necessarily have any elder statesmen. No. Of this group. And I'm I'm not sitting here saying that everything's going to be headed south now, but, uh, you know, I don't know. Just, I guess, in the back of my mind, I don't know if there was a whole lot of confidence that Spencer Rattler was going to lead him down the field, as weird as that sounds. Okay, so, you know, with the whole covid thing going on there's not as many people in the press box and so for us like i want you and bob to be in the press box so i stay home and that's the way we've worked it out so i luckily people that were credentialed didn't even come to the game so yeah there were some people that fucked you over but yeah that did happen um so my question the reason i'm at uh, i'm setting that up is because it's hard to tell sometimes on television uh, if there's a big play it, on, you know, against the defense, they don't always show all the people involved. Was it Trey Brown who got the guy? The guy got behind him early on that touchdown. Yes, and he tried to catch up, but he couldn't. Like yes. today, I thought was another bad day for Trey Brown. You talk about leaders and guys that should be stepping up. I don't really see him stepping up. I don't either. And by the way, I don't think I, you and I are, I know are on the same page. I don't know how many of our listeners or our message board posters at Sooner Scoop feel like this, but Charleston Rambo should not be the number one receiver on this team. He should not be the number one option. And he should not be getting I certainly don't short plan to... passes on the outside so he can do something with it because he can't do anything with them. I certainly don't plan to just shit on Charleston Rambo this entire podcast, but... He's not the game-breaker that Marquise Brown was. He's not the game-breaker that D.D. Westbrook was. I mean, my God, he's nowhere close to what Sterling Shepard was. I mean, Marvin, He's not as explosive as Marvin Mims. Marvin Mims is the best. He's, he's the best option right now for Oklahoma, isn't he? I think Wheeze could be. They don't use him enough. And I thought he did some good stuff today. I mean, shit, just, just throw the ball to the H-backs. Just Braden, throw the ball to Jeremiah Willis or Braden Willis or Austin Stogner or Mikey Henderson. Right. I mean, Stogner obviously had his career day today. Sure. Now, Braden Willis never came back, did he? After he got hit in the side of the knee? I don't think that he did. No, he didn't. He And that was kind of weird. That was like, is that kind of a stinger type thing or is it is he I mean, really hurt? I mean, the guy dove into his, into his knee sideways. So it's not good. It did not look good. I mean, he... Started to walk off the field, staggered, and then went down. Yeah. Uh, Theo Weese had a similar, well, not a sim- but he had an injury, but he walked off himself and then came back in the game. Uh, Marvin Mims had a shoulder injury early in the game. Uh, I think you told me they took him to the locker room before the first half was over, and then he came back out and played like they put a wrap on him. When he came off the field, I thought, it, oh, God, he separated his shoulder or something. I did, too. And they like they looked at it, and then he came back in, and he was in the huddle, and then he came back out on the field, and I'm pretty sure you scored on that drive. And then they took him back in before halftime. And I think they had to have, it had to have been one of those deals that they were putting one of those padding things on, mm-hmm. like the, uh, the brace or whatever. But... I mean, it just... I think Here's what I think mainly about the offense. We can talk about personnel all you want. But Lincoln Riley has his five-star high school quarterback. He has put the weight of the world on his shoulders by allowing him... Allowing the offense basically to run through his arm. Sure. I mean, you're not, you're not running it more than you're throwing it. No. 
you're. I don't know if they can. You're making him the but guy. I think that's the problem. I don't know if they can run the ball. But you're making him responsible for the success or the failure of the offense. And as that game went wore on, you could tell he felt the pressure. Like this is up to me. This is this is on my shoulders. And I don't think that Baker Mayfield. You know, he lost that Texas game, and they started concentrating more on the run game after that. But Baker never really, after that, seemed like a guy that felt like, I have to go out and win this game on my own. And I think Spencer Rattler right now feels like he's the reason OU's offense is going to succeed or fail. It's It's all on his shoulders. Is it almost like he is a... He's a freshman. Well, that... But it's almost like he is being punished for how good the other guys were. Because I, I, if Baker got the ball back in the fourth quarter, I don't think anybody would have thought that they were going to lose that game. If Kyler got the ball back, right. nobody would have thought they were going to lose that game. Even Jalen Hurts, as limited as he is, I don't think anybody would have thought that they would have lost that game. And when Spencer Rattler is running out there as they're down 38-35, it's like, Man, I just don't think he's going to be able to do that. But you know what? People thought that about Baker after the Tennessee game when he did it. They thought that about sure. Kyler after the Texas game when sure. he almost did it. Sure. Like, they had to get to where but they were. Was this one different? This this one felt different. I don't know. Just and in I, terms I, of, spent, of, of, this, of it being Rattler-centric? Yeah. And I think it's because it's in the back of my mind. It's like, he's a freshman. Well, that is. I mean, like this was this was the first time he's been in that position. Like, think about this. He is never not like Kansas State is the end all be all, but he's never played against that type of speed on a football field before. Literally, literally, never, never. And he didn't even play a senior senior of high school. And I'm not making an excuse because we're probably focusing too much on the offense when you have a we defense that are, yeah. that literally they shit the bed today. They shit the bed. There's no other way to say it. I mean, they were, that was, that was 2014-ish, wasn't it? Like, that was, oh, God, they can't get a stop. They can't get any pressure. They can't do anything. And for a defense, and I think I think Kersey asked him after, uh, Alex Grinch after the game, for a program that has basically, like, given themselves to the idea that they need to force turnovers, they can't force a turnover. Yeah, it was Kersey that's concerning. To, uh, to Lincoln. That's very yeah. concerning. Well, I mean, yeah, that's one of the tenants that they're, they've tried to build this defense on. And a year ago, this year? Chris Bryant, Grand Slam. We're trying to win a division. It's baseball <laughs> season. Does this put you the two seed now? If they win, yes. You're like down to like two, three, five, right? It's going to be one of those? Yeah. Probably takes you out of the five. Anyway, um, congratulations to you, Eddie. Oh, it's going to be awful when they get beat next week. <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, Austin Stogner, 83 yards today, five catches. But then he kind of disappeared. Marvin Mims, five catches, 31 yards. Uh, he tried to go to him deep early, got intercepted. That was his one really bad pass through the first two and a half quarters. He w- at Drake one- Stoops was great today. Three catches, ninety-three yards. Yeah, he's four touchdowns off of my uh, prediction of five. But <laughs> uh, at one point, Rattler was twenty-two of twenty-four, and he hadn't had a ball touch to the ground. Yeah, because they were two. They, the other two were he was interceptions. Actually twenty-three of twenty-five. I remember. Oh, it was twenty-three of twenty-five. Yeah, I mean, 
And I think when he was 23 or 25, he threw a pass that touched the ground, but it was a uh, defensive pass interference. I mean, there was a lot of good things to like about what you saw in the offense today. The only thing not to like is that when the defense shit the bed, the offense tightened up, and that's essentially what Rattler's day was. He couldn't, like, yes, like you said earlier, Baker and Kyler, they could keep up. They they could yeah. they could win that shootout, just like Baker won it with Pat Mahomes. Is, Spencer just hasn't been through this yet. No. But you've got to be. I mean, is that's, that, is, to is the say fan, that. Does the fan base think of that as an excuse, though? That's going to be no, an no, excuse. No, no, no. It's not an excuse. It's, 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 it's not what you should focus on. What you should focus on, the fact is, Oklahoma should have had a better defense when they played Tech and Patrick Mahomes. Sure. Just like they should have had a better defense today. Just like they should have had a better defense when Kyler played Alabama. Like, that's the problem. Your defense has been shit. And it's still shit based on what we saw today. Even though we thought Alex Grinch was making all this progress a year ago, and I, I'm sure a lot of people are like me, when they'd watch the pregame show and people would say, well, you know, Oklahoma got a little bit better, but then the LSU game happened. When they when when fans know that Justin Broyles got thrown in that situation because DeLarian Turner Yell was out, DeLarian Turner Yell had to play all year because they didn't have a backup safety, and it just led to just a a, a complete shit show a, a complete collapse in every other aspect of their defense like you still felt like Alex Grinch made a lot of progress last year after today you have to question how much progress has really been made that was my next question was like was today enough to say like are they still headed in the right direction and I know that's going to be like completely reactionary to what happened this morning but at the same time... Well, it's less reactionary than saying he should be fired. Sure. Well, you're a fucking <laughs> idiot if, if you're out there, like, calling into the postgame shows, like, they need to fire Alex Grinch. Like, I do think that they're headed in the right direction. They I played well. Happened, they played well in the first half. I thought Buki played, played, played well Buki in the first played half. played great. But then there were lapses. Woody Washington played really well. Delarian Turner-Yale played well. Deshaun White, Brian Osamoa, they played really well. I just it and that's where I think that there's so many people out there that are kind of at a loss for words because the first half was pretty good. Like I, you can live with that. There offensively, you turn the ball over, you put yourself in some bad spots, you can deal with that. But second half, like they couldn't come up with a stop. They in the second half, this is what actually actually I don't even know if they couldn't come up with a stop. It was just the big plays repeatedly. Yeah, I mean it was. I remember watching that. You heard me give this whole spiel, but I remember watching that Louisville-Miami game mm -hmm. and thinking to myself, oh, my God, those poor bastards that cover Louisville. They have to watch this shit all year, yeah. just giving up big play after yeah. big play with no one around. Like, thank God we don't have to yeah, watch that shit. Thank God we've gotten beyond that shit. And that's exactly what we watched today. It's just crazy. You look at Kansas State. After Oklahoma goes up 35-14, excuse me, 35-21, after the Seth McGowan touchdown, put him up by 14 or three, two, one, <laughs> 35, 14, 246 left. Seth McGowan, five yard touchdown run. You're up by 21 points. Feeling pretty good about yourself. Three plays, 75 yards, eight plays, 38 yards after the uh, uh, 
the fumble. Two plays, 38 yards after the block punt. And then all of a sudden you're looking up at the clock with 430 left, and it's like, holy shit. Spencer Rattler has to lead this team down the field. Yeah. And I just it it at some point it was like in I don't know. This might be this is definitely a hot take, but it was like Chris Kleiman's team, they responded to adversity today, and Lincoln Riley's didn't. Skyler Thompson did for sure. Yeah, no doubt. I I don't know. I mean, I there's gonna be a lot of overreaction over the week, and rightfully so. And guess what? Because that was embarrassing. Skyler Thompson's played a lot of football. He's been yanked many times throughout his career for other quarterbacks. Sure. And he made them look like but, fools again today. But he had the mental edge to be able to pull his team above. Because, like you were saying earlier, who does OU have on defense that can pull their heads out of their asses and just say, we're going to stop this from happening? That's the problem. Like, is Deshaun White going to be that voice? Is Brian Osamoa going to be that voice? I don't think you can rely on any of the defensive linemen. They're just voice. all so young. And by the way, defensive line, not so good today. No, they weren't. They weren't at all. They weren't at all. All that talk about Isaiah Thomas out the window. Yeah. And I think that's where you, uh, I mean, there's just so many other places to start with this game. It just, I think maybe that's going to wait. Is that going to be the way that the uh, the season is? Like, is college football just going to be that insane this year? LSU opens with a loss. They they. Mississippi State threw for 623 yards today <laughs> against LSU's defense. What do they run for, though? Probably like 25 yards. Yeah, I mean. I don't know. I'm just saying it's impressive. No, it is. But Mike Leach doesn't like running the ball. Sure. I mean, that's all they did. Maybe that's what Lincoln Riley should have done. The SEC will figure that out soon enough. What did you think of just overall Spencer Rattler's day? I know that, I mean, he turned the ball over. Obviously, maybe we won't even fault the first one. It got tipped, whatever. He was good to an extent. There was there were more, you know, there were more uh, flashes of that's that dude. That's going to be the guy that everybody talks about. But I thought for there were there were a couple moments where it's like he is a freshman. He is going to be going through this, and for the first time in a long time, I think that that's kind of a security blanket that Oklahoma doesn't have. They're having to play a fret and not having to, but they are playing a freshman for a reason. It's almost like you're having to grow. Like, Lincoln Riley hasn't gone through that we're going to grow with this guy moment, right? Here's the thing, and this is this is a little too psychoanalytical, but Spencer Rattler is one of these young... I think the gummy's kicking in that I gave Kerry earlier. Five-star quarterback. Um, you know, everyone's kissed his ass forever sure uh, you need to be punched in the mouth a couple he, times he hasn't really faced a lot of adversity like spencer rattler was really good today with dealing with prosperity like he got he got more confident he felt like he could make any throw that he wanted to make and he yeah. did except for the one interception yeah the one that was tipped like I said it doesn't matter but like he blossomed in prosperity when adversity hit, he didn't know how to handle it. Because I don't think he's a kid. I don't think that's faced a lot of adversity in his life, in his athletic career. How many games over the last couple seasons has Oklahoma been in that 
with a veteran quarterback, they end up winning that game. They go down and score, and then all of a sudden... All of them, basically. Yeah, yeah it's like... I, I was talking to one of my OSU buddies about this, and he, he straight up, like, he, he just said it. He's like, OU hasn't been in this position in a long time. Like, having to grow with a quarterback. Yeah. And having to kind of go through the doldrums that you go through when you have somebody that is inexperienced. Like, think about that Baylor game last year. Like, we love to shit on Jalen Hurts, but... It was the fact that Jalen Hurts had been through adversity is the reason they were able to come back and win that game. No doubt. And he was no terrible. Doubt. No doubt. There's no chance if they're in that position in Waco a year ago with a freshman quarterback, they come back and win. They're no, just not. they just end up getting blown out. Right. And, sure, sure. Did you just speak Chinese? I was going to do it. Sure, a, sure. I was going to do a uh, Chinese, uh, but it's 2020. I don't want to get canceled after having a couple uh, couple <laughs> tall boys. I love. I used to love watching that Jauma. I think I told you about this before. That Jauma YouTube channel. It's this white guy that goes around speaking perfect Chinese and can't. Oh, I have seen that. I have seen. And that. it freaks yeah, out I have all seen the that. Chinese. I have seen that. Yeah, I think I saw it on TikTok. Hmm. Dallas Sooner, we're doing it right now, man. He wanted a shout out, so we gave it to him. Oh, okay. Dallas Sooner's a good dude. Um, Cubs up five two. Bottom third. Thanks to everybody that's uh, bought the dead Soxy socks this week, too. We're starting a movement. I'm wearing them right now. Got the... Uh, I'm not going to take my shoe off, but I'm wearing them right now. The no-shows going. Yeah, you can't even see them. Comfortable as fuck. That should be their tagline. <laughs> I think it's stay, so stay Soxy. <laughs> I don't think they're going to change it to comfortable as fuck. Yeah, they can maybe think about it, though. I don't know, though. I as mean, many as we've been selling, we'll see what they think. There's going to be a lot of people that... Obviously, go after Lincoln Riley, go after Alex Grinch. They go after everybody. I mean, everybody kind everybody of deserves, deserves it, right? to be gone after yeah. right now. Okay. The offensive line. Okay. Uh, That's Spencer what I Rattler. Sure. Defensive line. Brian Mead's going to get gone after a lot because he had the most noticeable bust, and he's white. That's always a bad combination. <laughs> That's part of it, isn't yes. it? That's part of it, isn't it? I, I, That's the thing is, like, I think that a, he was a walk-on. He's not anymore. And it should be noted, I'm pretty sure that Tech home loss and Iowa State home loss, OU was 28-point favorites in both of those games. I'm pretty sure. Well, you're the gambler here, so. I'm telling Parlay you right now master. that I think I lost money on both of those <laughs> games when Oklahoma was 28-point favorites. But it it's just it, it's it's an inexplicable loss to an extent. Like, but at the same time, Oklahoma's been in this situation. Like, I feel like a broken record. They've been in this situation every year. They come up with a loss that is just like, how the f did that happen? You know what it does? What I think this does, and it's it's nobody cares about you know silver linings, but it probably gets everyone to realize. Uh, we're in a fucking football season. Sure. Like, we're not... We need to stop worrying so much about COVID and contact tracing. Oh, and God. I, I mean... All, like, we're actually playing real fucking football now. After... Uh, where Kansas, people hate us if we don't play well. After the 50-yard field goal to go ahead for Kansas State, and which, by the way, I don't think that we're talking enough about that. That was one of the best kicks I've seen in that stadium. I mean, it was with the wind, With the wind that he was kicking that into, unbelievable. But I'm not gonna. I, I would be lying to you if I didn't think after he made it and 
you know, Kansas State's running off the field and it's like, holy shit, OU's going to lose this game. Maybe Christine Brennan was right. Maybe I should just go join her and not watch college football the rest of the season. She was right about the Big Ten? Or she was... Well, just right about just not watching in general. Oh, okay. I'm kidding. That's become kind of a thing. There's a lot of people have been blocked by her. You're not you're not exclusive to that club. Yeah, I started that. She uh very thin skinned apparently. Yeah. Libtard. This is Oklahoma's <laughs> sixth loss as a twenty point favorite since the start of the two thousand nine season. I guess it's good that if you're You've favored by be a twenty point favorite a lot for that to happen. Sure. So geez. I mean it's it was bad. No, it was bad. It was bad. It was it was very bad. But I mean, there were some bright spots just as far well, I don't even know if there were bright spots. I, I guess mean, I'm trying I think to talk myself Drake into Stoops it. Drake Stoops having his first big game. Yeah, he looked good, but at the same time, it's just it, it's one of those games it's it's up there with like a disappointment factor, isn't it not? I mean I, I gotta I, say that Jeremiah Hall catch was something else. Yeah, it was great. It was great. And they, I mean, they had some good defensive I mean, you can't plays. deny that some good things happen in this game. I mean, there's, there's, look, if you're down in the dumpster, like, I'm, I'm done with OU football. I'm never watching it again. Like, they're going to get better. I mean, they'll, they, they will learn something. You don't have a game like this that it doesn't change you sure. in some way. It's just, how is it going to change you? And in Oklahoma, they have a history of this changing you for the better. Lincoln Riley has a history of knowing how to change this for the better. Now, Lincoln Riley, like I said, this is a look-in-the-mirror game for him. I think he has to look at the way that they're practicing. I think he has to look at the way they're spending their time. Uh, you know, maybe because you don't have a... Maybe because you have a dead period. Maybe you don't worry so much about the recruiting shit right now. Maybe you go into full-time... I mean, like... I was going to say, don't worry about the fucking COVID stuff so much anymore. <laughs> Like just drop all the goddamn well, you, protocols. You gotta have a game that you can play. No, I know. It just it, there was a point today. It was like this is a brand new world for a lot of people, is it not? Like you got a you got a new quarterback. It would have been so much easier to just deal with this if like Texas had lost too. There's just no way. Well, yeah, obviously. Gosh, <laughs> Matt Wells. We should denounce your citizenship from Oklahoma. What good have you done at Tech, Matt yeah, Wells? Yeah, like, shit, oh, you probably lose to them, too. I just, it, it's one of the, it, I would say, to an extent, this was more surprising than losing to um, Tech or Iowa State. Just for the fact that Kent State's not a good football team. They're not, they're not a good football team. They got and, beat by Arkansas State two weeks ago. Come on. They basically, I mean, they basically played a prevent umbrella type defense the entire game to mask the fact that most of their secondary was out because of COVID. That was where they got hit. What'd you think about Rattler and his ability to? He does hold on to the ball a little too long, huh? Yes. Uh huh. He does. It just. And he takes off too early. Yeah. Gives up. Yeah. On the pocket. Like the but that first touchdown to uh, Marvin Mims, perfect. Like looking downfield, saw the guy finally open, or did he take too long? Maybe. But we said this about Baker too. Like when you look at his freshman season at Tech, he got benched. I mean, sure. he, he 
he had issues. He had some of the same issues. Ran it too much. Made poor decisions. You know, threw it into places he shouldn't be throwing it. But he learned from it. I mean, sure. that's the thing. If you're Spencer Rattler, you, you got to learn from it. And I mean, most likely, college football playoff is any any hope of that is gone. Well, thank God that 24-7 uh, clickbaited Urban Meyer saying that he doesn't think that Oklahoma will get into the yeah, college thanks, football Urban. playoff. It's great Let's insight. Go back on your gay cruise. All it's right? great insight. Was he on a gay cruise? Not that anything's wrong with that. It's 2020. Well, the thing where he, his buddy showed up and... Oh, yeah, with the shirt off and <laughs> yeah. stuff. When was it? Oh, when they were, like, canceling football? Before right. they decided to come back and play? <laughs> God! But, I mean, you're going to tell me, what is it, seven or eight games? That, or is it seven or... Is it eight that the Big Ten's going to play and seven that the pac is going to play? Supposed to. And the Mac is going to play six? Supposed to. Supposed to. Yeah, what a fucking championship we're going to have this year. Can't wait. I'm cheering for Kansas to be in it with a loss to Coastal Carolina. <laughs> uh, it, it, I don't know. I defensively, though, I'm more worried about them defensively than I am offensively, and I guess that's just because of track record with what Lincoln Riley's done, with track record with what Bill Beatenbow's done. Like, I'm not worried about the offensive line. They weren't good. They haven't been good over the first two weeks, but. I think that there's stuff to work with. It's just you you go back to that secondary and guys just being wide open. And the I inability think, to get pressure on a quarterback. I think you have to make quick quick and swift decisions. You have to you have to look at what you've seen after two games. For instance, can we stop trying to put Eric Swenson in there as a as an answer? Yeah, I'm at tackle. I'm sure like, he's. Do we not know by now? He's a great. He's kid. not the answer. Yeah, he's a great guy. Like at some point, you got to just say though, we're gonna start growing with Anton Harrison, and I would love to pick Josh's brand just as far. I mean, what do you think about how he how Anton Harrison played? They went down and scored that uh, to go up 14 in the fourth quarter, and it was yeah that was that I I wrote it down. It was Anton it was, Harrison and Andrew Rame on the left side of the offensive line, and it was capped by a Seth McGowan. I like tweeted it out. Run. They averaged seven point two yards per rush on that drive. I think they had eight rushes. Like they they look good. Like I thought that was okay. I just don't know like where it I, I would need Gabe or you know Eichert or somebody that knows a lot more about offensive line play than me to tell me why this thing isn't working right now. They've played together. It's not like they're not getting coached up. Like where 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 are they misstepping right now? And Maybe it's just the small things like fucking holding penalties. How many holding penalties do they have in the yeah. second half? I mean, it's that brought back inopportune plays? penalties. Sure, they're they're. Ki- I mean, they killed the offense in the second half. We already talked about that, but I mean, discipline team. Lincoln's got to instill some kind of discipline in this team to stop killing drives. It's just it's ridiculous. By the way, I want to mention to you guys, uh, sponsor of the post game podcast uh, for years now is Eskridge Lexus of Oklahoma City. Uh, they've got a lot of great deals going on in their 2020 line right now, still on the lot, like the ES350. Uh, special lease uh, financing uh, on that, and the uh, the NX300s, uh, the RX350s, uh, the, even the 2020 IS300 uh, has a special financing. Uh, give them a shout. Uh, Ed Eskridge, great to deal with. 
even after this loss, he told me, called me tonight and says, yes, we still want to sponsor the podcast. It means a lot to us. Uh, people ask me about it all the time. And uh, you know what? Maybe someday uh, Eddie and I can get the uh, LC. TLC? No, just the LC. LC uh, from... Uh, it's the two LC from the coupe. OC? No, it's not. Wasn't wasn't that her name on uh, Laguna yes. Beach? Uh, Lauren Conrad, I believe. Man. More of a Christian Cavallari guy, but Lauren Conrad's Even after not everything bad. that's happened with Jay Cutler? Yeah, I think I'm team... Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. She is a crazy bitch that probably is... She, like, went back to Steven right after... Well, she, her and Jay broke up. Yeah, she's a crazy bitch. But yeah, but I mean, Jay Keller's rumored to be fooling around with Tommy Lauren. I mean, I don't know if we can judge his pick in women either. Is he really? I mean, that was out there, wasn't it? I didn't see that. I wasn't really following the Jay Cutler. I'm pretty sure that that's gossip the, wire. I'm pretty sure that's the case. I was more Elsie, girl next door. Although she was apparently a raging bitch. LC was? Uh-huh. I could see that, though. Like a terrible person. I could see that. Anyway. I think all of them are probably pretty <laughs> terrible people, to be honest yeah, with you. Yeah, you want to be in a fake soap opera? Yeah. That's a real... That's... That's... A, I don't know. A, supposed to be a reality show. Oh, but never God. really was. We are in a reality show right now. It's they Oklahoma had a Jenner. Football. I mean, like... Before Transgendered was... or straight? No, uh, no, I'm just Brody kidding. Jim. Brody, yeah. yeah. I have a buddy that uh, and my he would God, call every once in a while. I I really hated Heidi and Spencer. Oh yeah, they oh, were yeah. awful. It was a great show though. Would watch again. <laughs> ten out of ten. <laughs> well, I mean, it's awful. I'm sorry to everyone out there that they had to watch that shit today. That they have to deal with that shit. That I mean, what what what? Right now, what do you think of? Long term, not long term, but for the rest of the season, like can they? How turn many it? more games? Yeah, they like, lose. Well, yeah, like are they? Is this a? And I don't even know if bowls are going to happen, but like, is this an Alma Bowl team? Is this a team that can get it together and win? And like, if you told me right now, are they going to go up and to Ames and win next week? I truly don't know if I could tell you if they would. I don't either. Like I, I don't know. Could it just I've be, had a, I've had a cup of cocktails, but I might pick them to lose next week. Could it be that just it's just such a shit show in the conference this year where I think everyone is that. everyone just kind of settles toward five hundred. Like like God. the Big Twelve is the the Pac twelve this year. I mean, no, because Bob Bowlesby beat Larry Scott's ass in a cage match anyways but <laughs> i i don't know i mean yes i mean to answer your point yes i I think that i don't know if there is a very good team in the big 12 right now the problem is i don't know how good west virginia is because they beat eastern kentucky who lost to who lost to marshall 59 to nothing uh, and they beat them like they in i think eastern kentucky scored 14 points on west virginia and then osu with illingworth today yes they win not impressively like, how good is OSU? And is Spencer Sanders, like, really, really hurt? Like, need surgery hurt? I don't know. Because if that's the case, their offensive line stinks. Yeah. And Elinger, or Elinger, 
Illingsworth <laughs> is going to make the same mistakes that Spencer Rattler does at some point, right? Is that your new name to screw up? Yes. And no, I, I don't think I can screw up Illingsworth. Illingsworth. No, there's no Illings. It's just Illingworth. Oh, it's Illingworth? Yeah. Oh, he's from California. He's probably a liberal. I just... it. <laughs> I don't know. It was it was surprising today. I think that's probably the best way to say it. I mean, anytime any anytime anybody loses as a twenty eight point favorite, it's surprising. But the way that they lost, and I think that might be the worst part about it is you're up twenty one points with two minutes left in the third quarter. You were putting together a nice day for yourself. Yeah, you. I mean, people people will bitch about you winning forty nine. What was the number you threw out there? Forty nine fourteen. I said. I said if if. The worst case scenario should have been that their defense kind of went to shit a little bit in the second half, and they only won like forty nine to twenty one. Yeah, and then everybody would be like, "Oh, that that concerns me," but that's a, that concerns me is a long hell of a way from the season's over. We're fucked, which is where most people are. After this game. And rightfully so. Rightfully so. I mean... Please don't cancel. Is this a... Unless you're the NCAA and then maybe COVID. Maybe you cheer for COVID to cancel everything. But I do think that... cancel Sooner Scoop, drunkie. Yeah, don't... Well, yeah, that's what I mean. Okay. But I'm talking about maybe just cancel the call of football season. Uh, It just... I don't know. I, You know, I thought the linebackers played okay today. Like defensively, yeah, they were fine. They defense. Were fine. It wasn't. It wasn't the entire shit show that you're used to watching Oklahoma play defense over the last five years. But there were moments where it was like, like I mean, credit to them, they got off the field. Okay, no, it, there was only one really terrible looking moment, and that's when uh, Vaughn caught like a pass and like ran through like three tackles. Yeah, that was and bad. then bounced off a guy. And kept going. I think he got pushed out in the sideline, but that was the one time where you, where you really felt like the defense had lost it. Like they had lost their mojo, they had lost their aggressiveness, and they were just floundering. What do you think about the decision to punt with two forty nine left? I thought it was asinine. It wasn't the right decision, judging it, by the way the the game ended. It, it's easy to say it now. Yeah. But you have one timeout, even if you don't get it. I and it was gonna this. be it was gonna be what, fourth and seven, I think, fourth and six. The I think if if Lincoln Riley was honest, he would say, I shouldn't have punted it based on how my defense had been playing the second half. Credit to them though, they they did get the stop. They got a stop. Granted, but they only Kansas got State had a seconds uh, back or whatever. Kansas State had a uh, penalty that pushed them back. It was a uh, offensive lineman downfield, I think. Ahead of that a couple times yeah. today. But even if you don't get it and you go for it on fourth and six, you still need that stop. You're still going to make them kick a field goal into a 30-mile-per-hour wind. Yeah. And at worst, you can win the game with a touchdown and an extra point. I, I, I guess I just didn't really understand the ideology between or behind not going for it, which was... Almost in a way, I I felt like Lincoln was a little shook. Like, maybe he, did, he I I don't know. I think that was a bad decision to punt. And I'm not saying that OU is going to go down and win the game if they do, but it just it seemed awkward because he's so used to going for it and to 
punt in that situation, which I don't know. It, it, it just didn't add up to me. I do think that there there's this weird thing that's happened with Lincoln where when Bob was the head coach, he trusted Lincoln implicitly in terms of being able to to come up with a big play. Mm-hmm. And he would gamble because Lincoln was so good. I think now that Lincoln is the head coach, he is more conservative because he's not looking at this with all the experience that Bob has and the and the gambler, you know, gambler mentality that Bob had. Like he's like his grip is tightening. He's yeah. getting more conservative. Yeah. He he doesn't just let it fly like he did when he first took over. Like he's lost He's getting further away from Bob, which means he's getting further away from that let's just go for it attitude. It's not a good thing. I mean, I, I think I, he's become more and more conservative. And it's starting to show. It's starting to be that, more noticeable. I don't think that's a good thing. No. I think that's not. what that, I think that's not, what gave no. him his, his edge a right. little bit, you know? Yeah. yeah. That's what gives Mike Leach his edge. Sure. That's why Mike Gundy catches so much shit. Because he punts on fourth and two from the 40. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It just, it. that's not good. He needs to look at the mirror a little bit. Should we take a mirror next time we see him? Maybe. Uh, Probably not. Selection of t-shirts. <laughs> are you CNN or are you are you Fox CNN, Sports? Fox News, Fox News? OAN. <laughs> I can see him being an InfoWars guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, it just you it, know what I don't want to know. Yeah, I don't Lincoln either. Riley's political I don't leanings. I, I really don't want to know. It just it wasn't good. It was uh, very disappointing for the fans. Uh, obviously, it's going to be a weird year. I don't think that like Oklahoma is the laughing stock of uh, the country right now. Obviously, yeah, and I feel horrible for the fans. For LSU's that. the last. You know, LSU will get a little bit, but I think there's like a little bit of an out, and people will say, "Well, they played Mike Leach." Yeah, right. And it'll be more like, "Oh, Mike Leach, he's done it again." Yeah, but I don't think we're gonna look back and say week two. Like, I think there's gonna be more craziness to come, and we saw that in the Texas game uh, in, in Lubbock today with them coming out in overtime and winning, coming back from. Uh, down 15 with three minutes left. I, I, I think that this is going to be a just a kind of a fucked up college football season, like to just be completely honest about it. Like, expect the unexpected. Even more I so agree. than we than I we agree. already do. I think it's going to be nuts. Even more so than we already do. And look, I, I, I'm not here to make any excuses, but there's no doubt that practice schedules and COVID and quarantine and contact tracing and you know positives and all this stuff it's had an effect on preparations for everybody it has but it shouldn't it shouldn't affect it to the point that you lose to Kansas State as a 28 point underdog yeah when you when you're up 21 in the third quarter with two minutes left a team that already lost to Arkansas State yeah it's embarrassing it's embarrassing but I mean in terms of just how it's going to be crazy all year I think that 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 was my point like with all the stuff that's been going on I don't yeah, know. it's no. Good to be, it, I I completely agree. I feel so bad because like we finally got oh, to have some that. real football today. Imagine that Charlie Brewer has left the game after a collision on the previous play. Have you heard that before? Wow, 
Kid needs to hang it up. I'm surprised he's still playing. He needs to hang it up. He needs to hang it up. Um. All right. I think we've said all that can be said. Yeah. I mean, disappointing, bad, terrible, awful. Every any anything that you want to say probably fits the bill. And like you said, I feel horrible for the fans that OU becomes the you know the the punchline to every college football joke this week. Yeah, just stay off the internet for a couple days. Go to Soonerscoop.com. Come to your come to your haven and just stay off Twitter. How about that? Come where no one you will never feel ashamed for the hate that is in your heart. <laughs> yeah. You could be the Because someone will always be more extreme than you. <laughs> sure. Sure. And it might be the people that work there. So you're good. You're good. <laughs> yeah. If you uh if you think that maybe Charleston's Rambo scholarship should be stripped. I guarantee you there's someone that's already said it. Or that Alex Grinch should be fired. That's probably happened too. So, all right. Well, we want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, it was not the another one of the infamous drunken podcasts. Although, uh, Eddie's a little slurry here at no, the I'm end. Not. <laughs> no, uh, I am, uh, I'm not. I am kind of drunk because I never eat anymore, which is, it makes me feel hung over all the time that sounds like an awful <laughs> awful awful thing it's not fun that's just that that's that's why i uh that's and there's why no I just, drinking that's why i walk that's why i walk and pre-workout right obviously I, I like that little head thing that happens after you drink the pre-workout you know like <laughs> the little head rush that's that's the best <laughs> i think that's called nutrition i don't like it then all right, uh, that's going to do it. Uh, appreciate everybody listening. Uh, thanks again to uh, Ed Eskridge, Eskridge Lexus. Go check them out, EskridgeLexus.com. Uh, if uh, you're looking for a new car, make sure you go uh, check out those guys uh, up in Memorial in Oklahoma City. Uh, do a great job, and I know we've had a lot of scoopers that have gone by and uh, and uh, supported them, so we certainly appreciate that. and Appreciate you guys listening. Until next time after Iowa State, uh, we'll talk to you guys then. Thanks for listening to the Eskridge Lexus post game podcast right here on Soonerscoop.com.